everybody. Welcome to church. So glad you've joined us this weekend. And uh, for all of you who are on our online location online right now, they're watching along and being a part of what's happening today. A big welcome to you. Love and appreciate you so much. We are still celebrating an amazing Easter here. We saw over 4,000 people join us at our gatherings and 102 people said yes to following Jesus. So it was an amazing Easter. Yeah, still celebrating that. And I just want to take a moment to say to all of you who uh, prayed and invited and served and gave, thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you for representing Jesus so well. It was an amazing Easter, and this weekend we're following it up with a party. So it is baptism weekend, which means in just a few minutes we'll be celebrating with people who are going public with their faith in baptism. And for all of you signed up in advance, can't wait to celebrate that with you, and for all of you maybe who... Uh, are going to make the decision in the moment. Can't wait to celebrate with you as well. Really what this series has been about that we're wrapping up today is moments that matter. How do we set our lives up to experience moments that matter? And uh, I got to tell you, I've had a lot of moments that mattered in my life. I've had some moments I didn't realize at the time how much they mattered. Have you been there? Didn't realize till I looked back how important that moment was. I've also had some moments of disappointment. How many of us have ever had any moments of disappointment. Some areas in my life I've had frequent moments of disappointment, like, for instance, growing things. I'm not good at growing things. Uh, just not good at growing plants. I am referring to the legal variety, just so you know, just so we're clear. Probably wouldn't be good at growing the other variety either, but, but uh, it's frustrating to me because anybody else is not good at growing flowers and plants and stuff, and I've just, I've decided I'm going to keep trying because I like the end result. I just not very good at the process, so I'm going to keep planting flowers, getting ready to do that in a few weeks, plant some flowers around our house, and uh, by that I mean I'm going to recruit some family members who are better at it than I am. Yeah, that's why we have children, by the way, when they get older. They, my daughter's very good at growing things, and so I'll tell her, I'll pay for the flowers, you plant them. I think that's a good deal, right? Yeah, so I'm just going to keep doing it because I've noticed in life that when it comes to growing things, other than weeds and undesirable things, when it comes to growing the things we want, what we don't plant rarely blooms. Now, you may say, well, that's pretty obvious. Can't believe I came to church for that. But stay with me, because I think a lot of us run into this again and again in life, that the positive experience of something good growing follows the much less glamorous process of planting. It's not always exciting. It's, it can be nerve-wracking to do the planting, but it's essential if we want to experience the blooming, the growing. And whatever we believe about God, most of us want to grow good things in our lives, but we often discover this, that what we don't plant rarely blooms. The test we don't study for rarely passes itself. The relationship that we don't pay attention to rarely thrives over the long haul. How many know the exercise we do not perform consistently rarely improves our fitness level? Some of us are going, I've been thinking about exercise for years. I don't know why it hasn't worked yet. <laughs> the money we don't save rarely remains. And it's true when it comes to growing in our faith as well. The steps we don't take rarely get us closer to God. And one of the steps that does bring us closer to God is this step of baptism that we're celebrating this weekend, being immersed in water as a public sign 
that were followers of Jesus. But you may have the question, depending on your experience with church or faith, why is this baptism thing such a big deal? Why does it matter so much? Is it just a ritual? Is it just a box to be checked if you're going to be a religious person? What exactly is it supposed to lead to? Is it just a moment that's forgotten? Or does it set up something more? And to answer that question, we're going to look at what happened when Jesus was baptized. I don't know if you knew this about him or not, but before Jesus performed any miracles, before he ever taught publicly, healed anybody, did any of that, this happened. Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by a guy named John. John was Jesus' cousin, and he was at the Jordan River telling people to confess their sins to God, get honest with God about the way that they'd lived, and start a new life, and then take the step of baptism as a sign of their obedience to God. And a lot of people came out to hear John speak. They wanted to kind of check out what was going on. Many of them came with no intention of changing their lives or being baptized or any of that. But when they heard John talk about what God had for them, their hearts were challenged and they took the step of baptism, even though they didn't plan it in advance. And some of us will do that today. It's been happening already this weekend. So many people have taken the step of baptism and many of them just decided in the moment, I'm ready to, to make my move. I'm ready to go public with my faith. But Jesus came to be baptized. He planned it in advance. He signed up. He got his t-shirt. Like He was ready. It was the whole purpose of him showing up at the Jordan River that day. He came to be baptized. And I kind of get that. I'm a planner. Any other planners in the room, online, any planners, any planners? How many of you, you got your week planned? You got your month planned? How many of you have your whole life planned out? It's like, it's planned. It's planned. I'm a planner. And then how many non-planners, just by a show of hands, like, I didn't even plan to raise my hand. It just happened just <laughs> spontaneously. I'm a non-planner. It's okay. If you're a non-planner, you keep life interesting for the rest of us. We love you. Planners, don't we love the non-planners? Now, we have to plan to love them, but we, we, <laughs> we love them. And non-planners, don't you, don't you love us planners? I mean, you're like most days, you know. Uh, I'm a planner, so some of us were planners. We came today to be baptized. We planned it. We, we planned it in advance. That's why we're here. In fact, if that's you, you're hoping that I will stop talking really soon so you can do what you plan to do, right? And I'm going to do that. In just a few minutes, you're going to be able to do what you plan to do today. But others of us, we didn't plan to be baptized. We didn't come today with any uh, plan or intention that we were going to take this step, but that's okay too. Because God may want to do something in your life today that you didn't plan, but he did. And it's very important when it comes to what he has for you. So Jesus comes to John to be baptized. He plans it. It's, it's an intentional decision. But watch this. John tried to talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? Now, I get this. When I was planning for this weekend, preparing, I thought, okay, I get it, John. It's like Steph Curry asking me to show him how to make more three-pointers. It's a sports joke. It's like somebody tall asking me to get something off a high shelf. Does that work better for you? Now you're like, oh, we get it. Nobody would ever ask you that. So I get it. John's like, Jesus, 
Why would I baptize you? You need to baptize me. And it seems like John has good reasons for trying to talk Jesus out of it. Can I ask you today, who or what is trying to talk you out of the next step you need to take to grow in your faith? And maybe it's a family member or a friend. Maybe it seems like they have good reasons. Maybe it's even just a voice in your own head trying to talk you out of taking your next step. And whoever, whatever it is, may seem like it has good reasons, it seems rational, seems logical, maybe you should wait, maybe you should give it some time. But if somebody or something is trying to talk us out of what God is trying to lead us into, we have a decision to make. Am I gonna listen to those voices or am I gonna listen to God? And if we listen to the voices around us sometimes trying to talk us out of what God is leading us into, we can miss out on what God has for us. So John tries to talk Jesus out of being baptized, but Jesus said, it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. Now again, if you're new to church, the baptism thing may seem kind of strange to you. And maybe you're wondering, like, what does being dunked in water have to do with God, have to do with faith? But when you think about it, water is a universal symbol of cleansing and renewal. You ever been working outside on a hot day, you got covered with dirt or grease and sweat and you've been working a long time and you come inside, what's the first thing you do? You run to the shower, wash off. In fact, if you're married, you hear that instruction as soon as you open the door. <laughs> Don't you come in here like that. Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Head to the shower. You have 12 seconds. Why? Because there's just this sense of I got to wash off what's accumulated, what has, what has collected itself on my body. And baptism is a symbol of that when it comes to our souls, being washed, cleansed of the grime and the sweat and the fear and the shame and the doubt that have accumulated internally. And when we come inside into God's presence, and we get to know Jesus. We take this step of baptism to show that our past has been washed away. It's a fresh start. And we're clean. And we need that. But Jesus didn't need that. Jesus had never sinned. There was no shame or fear or doubt that had accumulated in his life. Now, he was fully human, just like we are. He faced everything we face. He was tempted to sin the same way we are, but he never sinned. He never gave in to temptation, and yet Jesus, who never sinned, watch what he says, we must do all that God requires. He knew that he needed to fully enter into our human experience to save us, and that meant in his humanity obeying God. Jesus knew that tomorrow's experience follows today's obedience. You got to plant it if you want it to bloom. And Jesus knew that before entering into his destiny and his purpose and all that God had for his life, his human life, he needed to take this step of obedience and be baptized. Friday before Easter, I went to an immigration appointment as part of applying for American citizenship. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I was born in Canada, but I'm planning to stay. And uh, yeah, so finally decided to become a citizen. And I am happy to report 
the appointment went well. I have, I have been approved. Now, some of you may have hesitated a little. You're like, do we want him to stay? So I went to the appointment. Things went well. I was nervous. I had studied, prepared. I knew the answers to the questions. 10 out of 10. Got them all right. Everything went well. At the end, the immigration officer said, well, this went well. I'm going to approve you for citizenship. But it's not complete yet. She said, the next step, the final step is you have to come back for an oath ceremony. And the oath ceremony is where I will publicly pledge allegiance to the United States. And then it'll be clear, personally and publicly, I'm a citizen. I've already personally decided, and I've already personally been approved. But in a few weeks, I'll stand up in front of other people and a judge... And I'll publicly say, I'm a part of this. And I plan to show up for that ceremony. You know why? Because we must do all that immigration requires. <laughs> I didn't come this far just to stop now. Can I tell you that baptism is where we publicly pledge allegiance to Jesus? Now, I've got great news we have been invited to an appointment. If you haven't come to your appointment yet with Jesus, you can come anytime. And we have been approved based on what he did for us. We don't even have to answer all the questions, right? We just have to answer one right. Do you believe in me as the leader and Lord of your life? And a yes to that means we are approved with God. We have, it's been successful. The appointment worked. Now we are personally a part of what God is doing. We have a relationship with God. But there's an oath ceremony, and it happens today. And at the oath ceremony, we're baptized in water to set ourselves up to fully experience everything God has for us in his kingdom. See, I've been living here for many years with a green card. Now I've become a citizen. I've been approved. But it's not complete yet until I go to the public ceremony and I say, yes, I agree. Everything I've filled out on my application, I meant it. I'm a part of this country now I can vote. Listen, I understand why you're not that excited about that after the past 10 years or so, but that's not a political statement. Relax. But I can vote. I have more power. I have a say in how things happen since I went public with my allegiance to this country, I'm about to in a few weeks. Notice hasn't arrived yet, so keep praying. But I'm about to go public at my oath ceremony, and now I'll get a vote. Now I can fully participate. Some of us have personally put our faith in Jesus, but at the moment of baptism, it's not just a ritual. There's a moment where God says, if you are willing to publicly declare that you belong to me, I'm going to fill you with more power. I'm going to give you a say in how things happen in your life. It's powerful. And researchers who study the impact of moments, so sociologists who study human experience and why moments make an impact on our lives, say that there are four kinds of moments that really matter. Watch this. This is fascinating. 
moments that we remember, moments that impact us, moments that change our lives, first of all, are moments of insight. It's like an aha moment. You ever have a moment of insight? You see something you didn't realize before, it changes things, has an impact. Second, moments of elevation. This is when our, our expectations are exceeded and our perspective shifts. We see things in a new way, has an impact. Number three, moments of connection. These are moments when we sense at a deep level that we belong to a family, to a community that's bigger than us. And then number four, moments of pride. Not arrogance, but the satisfaction of knowing that we accomplished something important. Now keep those four moments in mind and then watch what happens at Jesus' baptism. As Jesus came up out of the water, just like dozens of people will in just a few minutes here, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Now watch this. Jesus is baptized as an example for us that all of us are to follow in his footsteps, which means that what happens for him, we can expect to happen for us. Now that doesn't mean we will literally see the heavens open or we will literally see the spirit of God, but when we take the step into what God has for us, more of who God is is revealed to us. And when we take this step, when Jesus is baptized, the heavens are opened, that's a moment of insight into the Father's presence. It's an aha moment. He sees the Spirit of God coming down. That's a moment of elevation. His expectations are exceeded. His perspective shifts in his humanity. He heard a voice that said, this is my dearly loved son. That's a moment of connection. He knew that he belonged with the Father. He had security in who he was and whose he was. And that same voice said, my son brings me great joy. That's a moment of pride. He knew that he had obeyed the Father, the satisfaction of knowing that he had obeyed the Father. And all of those experiences were just waiting on his obedience. When Jesus took that step of baptism, he stepped into everything that was his purpose in his life. And you can watch his life from that moment on. You can read this in the New Testament. From that moment of baptism on, it's one experience after another. He goes into the wilderness, into the desert, and he's tempted by the devil. But his baptism has given him insight into God's presence and God's word so he can use it against the enemy. It elevated his perspective so that his, he could stand strong in God's will for his life. We know Jesus was God, but he was also human like us. And in his humanity, he was able to step off of that moment of his public acknowledgement of who he was and whose he was and be able to defeat the enemy. If you want to experience God's power in your life to stand against temptation, if you want more awareness of God's presence, what if it starts for you at the same place it did for Jesus at his baptism? Because Jesus knew that tomorrow's experience follows today's obedience. The strength that he had to stand against the temptation that he was going to face was made more real to him at the moment of his baptism. And then watch this, right after his baptism, what does Jesus do? He chooses 12 disciples, friends to connect with. He finds Peter, James, John. He's like, you want to be in my J group? And they're like, yeah, that sounds good. Will you have chips and dip? He's like, you know I will. It's going to be great. In fact, I'll have loaves and fish. 
It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be plenty. He starts this relationship. Before he does any miracles, he starts relationships with people around him. Now, again, he didn't need to do that. He was the son of God, but he does it as an example to us. When we take the step of baptism, we are demonstrating not only that we belong to Jesus, but that we are now a part of a community of faith with brothers and sisters who strengthen us and encourage us and support us. And for some of you today, you have J group leaders baptizing you or members of your group here to celebrate with you. But if you're not in a group yet and you get baptized today, we have J groups, small groups starting a week from now that will help you continue to get connected. Why? Because when you go public with your faith in Jesus, you take a step closer to the community of faith you're a part of. And if you would say, I want that experience in my life of being prayed for and supported, tomorrow's experience follows today's obedience. There's something about it. It's a step of faith. And then right after that, Jesus chooses 12 disciples, starts doing life with people, going the same direction he is, and then he starts his ministry. And he experiences the pride of doing the Father's will. Again, not arrogance, but this deep satisfaction that comes from obeying the Father by serving others. Did you know that when you're baptized, God wants to fill your life with more purpose and guidance, that you don't have to keep living just to make a dollar, you can start living to make a difference? There's something that can happen in your life when you take this step where God gives you purpose and he wants to reveal that to you. And if you would say, I want that experience in my life, tomorrow's experience follows today's obedience. Take the step. You got to plant it if you want to see it bloom. So I mentioned I'm not very good at making flowers grow. Uh, but a few years ago, my father-in-law planted some flowers around our house. He had pity on me, <laughs> including this one. Now, I see this flower, every, it comes up every year, and uh, I didn't know what it was until a few weeks ago. I texted a friend, not ashamed. I was like, can you tell me what's growing here? But this flower always catches me off guard because it always comes up out of the ground before anything else. In fact, I took this picture over a month and a half ago when the temperatures were still below freezing at night, nothing else was growing. And this flower was like, I'm not waiting. I gotta grow. Took this picture a couple of weeks later and this picture a couple of weeks after that. And I love this flower because when everything else is still waiting on the weather. This flower says, you know what? I don't really care what the forecast is. I don't really care what the conditions are. I don't really care who's trying to talk me out of it. Because I kind of imagine the other flowers and plants going, stop it, you're making us look bad. He's gonna expect all of us to do this. And this flower says, I don't, I don't care. I gotta live. I gotta bloom. There's life in me. But someone had to plant it for that to happen. Because tomorrow's experience follows today's obedience. And that's what baptism is. 
Jesus says, I'll pay for your life to be transformed. You got to plan it. And that's what baptism is. It's part of it. The baptism is what gives us the confidence to start living fully in everything God has for us. There's nothing magical about the water. There's nothing magical about the word spoken over you. But this simple step of saying, I am demonstrating that I've been cleansed, washed. I've gone from death to life. That's what gives us the confidence to start really living a life that says, I don't care what the forecast says. It doesn't matter what the weather is around me, the conditions around me. It doesn't matter who's trying to talk me out of living fully into the purpose of God. I've got to live. I've got to bloom. I've got life in me. And it starts in that moment when we come up out of the water like Jesus did. I love what we read about Jesus, that when he came up out of the water, the heavens opened, the Spirit of God affirmed the decision he had made and the step he had taken. He felt his sense of belonging. He knew his purpose. He walked out of that place of baptism into everything that he was destined to do, and you can experience that today. Through Jesus, we go from death to life, and baptism is the oath ceremony. I pledge allegiance to Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed. Jesus said, if you confess me in front of people, I'll confess you in front of my Father in heaven. But if you're ashamed of me in front of people, I'll be ashamed of you in front of my Father in heaven. There's something about publicly saying, I want the world to know I'm with Jesus. I was born, sorry, Canada, I was born in sin. I was born into a broken world, but I've become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And I will gladly declare, this is who I am. So if you haven't said yes to following Jesus yet, today can be your day. If you want to take that step, I'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer in just a moment. You can begin a real relationship with God. He's calling your name. You can have an appointment right now today. And you, I'm just telling you, you will be approved if you come to him by faith. And then whether you put your faith in Jesus over the next few minutes or you, you did that weeks ago, months ago, years ago, decades ago, but you haven't gone public with your faith in baptism, I'm inviting you to take that step today. Why? Because tomorrow's experience all that God has for you follows today's obedience. And I can't wait to celebrate it with you. And for all of us who have gone public with our faith, we're gonna be reminded over the next few minutes of who we are. So we're gonna pray. And first and foremost, if that's you, wanting to begin a real relationship with God today, if you wanna take that step, then I wanna encourage you right now, I'm gonna ask all of us just to open our hearts up big to God here in the room, online, block out every distraction, and if that's you, whisper out a simple prayer of faith, something like this. Jesus, I give my life to you today. I believe you died for me. And I believe that through you, I can have new life. Thank you for forgiving my sins. I choose you today. 
And if that's you, while everyone around you stays focused on God, if you would say, I want to be included in that prayer, I'm putting my faith in Jesus, will you just lift your hand and hold it up boldly? Yeah, all over the room, yes, yes. If you're watching online right now, right where you are, shoot that hand toward heaven. You can type the word faith in the comments if you want to share that with us. We'd love to celebrate that with you. And then everybody together, let's give Jesus all the praise. Come on.